mamba. You don't know when the mamba's coming. It's just shoot. That's it, bro. You know, it's, if Kobe is talking to you, right, it's probably too late. Realistically <laughs> speaking, if you guys stayed together in Miami, how many championships you think? I think we could have got one. One more for sure. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. The name says it all. If you like what you hear, make sure to leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube. Just visit youtube.com slash all things covered. So you want to make sure you subscribe and turn on your alerts so you can get the show right away. It's a special one today where you won't hear our typical segments, but instead an awesome conversation with a basketball legend. He's an all-star, a champion, a Hall of Famer, an author, and now an all things covered guest. Stay tuned for Chris Bosch. Now it's time to get to our awesome guest. 11 time all star member, two time champion, newest selection to the Basketball Hall of Fame. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram, the same name at Chris Bosch. Now an author. I mean, this man is writing books. He was dunking basketballs, you know, hitting you with low post moves. Now he's writing books. His book is called Letters to a Young Athlete, is available now. Make sure you go out and get a copy. I definitely will. I know Pat P. will oh, as no well. We're going to go out yeah. and support this outstanding gentleman. Chris Bosch is joining us here. All things covered. First and foremost, Chris, how you doing? Man, uh, look, I'm doing good, man. If I complain, nobody would care or, or even <laughs> listen to me, you know, but right. I, I've got nothing to complain about, man. Everything is great. We are almost to the summer. Virtual school is almost wrapped. I can't wait. <laughs> no doubt. And that, and, that vir- and that virtual school really tests, it tests your patience as a no parent. No doubt about it. <laughs> you see exactly Man, where you I, are. Look, my son was doing long division and running into problems last week, you know, and, and we're doing homework and I'm trying to help him. It's stuff I forgot. You know what no, I mean? No like, I have it. It. When, like, when's the last time you did third grade math, you know? So... Right. <laughs> It's, no it, it's all good, though. I can't complain, man. I can't yeah, complain No doubt. No yeah, doubt. We definitely all been there before, for sure. Yeah. Hey, first <laughs> things first, Chris, with you, uh, considering how your career came to an abrupt end, yeah. where, you, where you had real good years left of, of playing at a high level in the NBA, what is mm-hmm. the feeling of knowing you are being validated with a Hall of Fame selection, <laughs> even though your time in the NBA was cut short? It's crazy. I mean, you know, that was always my intention. Anytime I went out, uh, to play a game, uh, to practice. I was always pushing myself for greatness, you know, and um, I kind of got into a situation to where I wanted to play more, but it wasn't possible, kind of like you were alluding to, um, you know, in my days having to be cut short. One of the things I realized in this whole process is that you have to make do with what you have, mm. you know. I, I um, automatically start thinking about those days where, you know, you didn't feel like it or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to watch film or just right. those tough days on the road on a Tuesday night in Milwaukee against the Greek freak trying to, you know, get out of game when you're not feeling well. Right. You know, I'm so glad that I didn't qu- cut any corners, you know, because it's mm-hmm. so one day it might just be over one day. And, um, right. you know, just to be recognized in that kind of fashion. I mean, it's crazy, man. I was sitting at a table with Bill Russell and Chris mm-hmm. Webber and Kevin Garnett talking about basketball. And, you know, we're all going in the Hall of Fame together. It's just crazy to um, 
aspire to be something and then it actually happens. You know, it's, right. uh, it's an amazing feeling. Real quick, Chris, before getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, I know you, you've been, you know, kind of understanding and seeing what's been happening in the sports world. We just saw Tim Tebow. You know, he was away from the game for about six, seven years, if I'm not mistaken. And now he's getting a, an unexpected tryout where he just signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So before getting inducted to the Hall of Fame, did you ever think about, you know, I don't know exactly where you are health wise, but did you ever yeah. think about trying to give it another shot? So immediately after, I guess I was done playing, I, I was still trying to get back into the league for the next two years. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. of course, my con my situation was very complicated because it was involving pulmonary embolisms and blood clots. Uh, but, you know, two years after I was, you know, I guess that after I played my last game, I was still working out every day. Mm -hmm. I was still on the phone, you know, calling GMs, calling coaches, just really seeing what opportunities were out there. You know, mm -hmm. it, it was just in my in my situation, it was medical. And, you know, when you're dealing with medical things you can't see, it gets real tricky. And, and right. you know, and after a while, I don't know. Do you guys remember when, uh, golly, his name is slipping my head. I saw this pretty much the first time, my first time watching basketball in a year while I was trying to get into it. Mm -hmm. um, I saw a dislocated ankle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that kind of that kind of took took the wind out my sail a little bit and okay. I, I didn't have as much fire going back into my workout so Gordon, Gordon Hayward was it Gordon, Gordon Hayward? Hayward it was when yeah. Gordon Hayward uh, uh dislocated his ankle this is five minutes I'm like okay let me let me get back into the game I haven't watched the game in a year I've just been working mm. out I'm getting back in five minutes into the new season I see a dislocated ankle and as and and you know whatever fire I had wow yeah. <laughs> The water, the water went over that sucker, man. Man, what? It's like, yeah, that could that could be you. And you know how hard it is getting back yeah. in shape. You you guys know better than anybody, you yeah. know, and especially if you're not working and playing games, mm -hmm. you can practice all you want, but unless you're in those game speed situations, it's right. not the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. So what inspired you to uh to share all those stories? And your your new your newly book uh, letters to to the young athlete. You know what, really, it was just my journey. Um, you know, speaking on the unexpected, you know, retirement that I had to deal with. One of my challenges was figuring out one, figuring out what am I going to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, after my playing days, you know, we always talk about those things, but this came a little bit quicker for me. Right. Um, you know, so I found myself pretty much reflecting on the coaches, my teammates, all those who helped me get to the point that I'm at now. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you always hear about uh, if you're lucky enough to talk to an old timer or a retired athlete, they'll always tell you, man, I miss those bus rides. Oh, yeah. I, I miss yeah. I miss the camaraderie. It, it, you know, the same thing happened uh, to me. But in my reflection, I was so happy just to be able to look back on those days and feel good about it, to be happy about it. And, you know, to reach out to that coach back in Dallas that gave me a ride home because I wanted to stay and get more shots up. You know, mm -hmm. Annie, Annie fed me on the way. We stopped, we stopped and get a bite to eat and then he'd mm -hmm. take me home. You know, those were like the major, those were the major things I was thinking about. I wasn't really thinking about all the accolades. I wasn't thinking about which they're nice. Don't get me wrong. They're great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But I wasn't thinking about those things. I was just thinking about the whole entire journey of, uh, of my basketball career, those who helped me and really just getting over those challenges, man. Just, um, you know, seeing something that and going after something that people thought and said were impossible. 
mm-hmm. and then actually doing that, but doing that through teamwork and, and other people helping me out, man, it's been tremendous. Chris, let's let's tap in briefly into your new book, Letters to an, a Young Athlete. I will read it. I'm pretty sure our <laughs> listeners and our viewers will read it as well and support you. But give us a brief summary about what we can expect when we dive into this book. What could we learn? You know, what could we find out? And, and, and what did you what were you trying to get accomplished and finalize in this book? I think the main thing that I was trying to, to get accomplished was to speak to those people that are trying to do something great. You know, to speak to those people that have a bunch of different obstacles ahead of them to let them know to say, okay, if this is what you want to do, you got to go after it. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't have something, this is what you could possibly do to find it. You know, I've um, I I found my I found that I was in a situation where I had to find out what I love doing and writing eventually became one of those things. Before it was all basketball. I didn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. I had a couple hobbies. I had things I love, but to get to that level, I, you, you can't know, afford I, to do anything else. You can't afford to do anything else. I'm <laughs> right. trying to be elite, yeah. you know? And so all, all of my time and energy went into that. But this is kind of like a, um, a crash course in the reverse engineering of what helped me, what, what helped make me successful. Mm. So like I was alluding to earlier, talking to those coaches, what they told me, uh, examples that I've uh, learned from people that I admire. Mm-hmm. And, and really, it's, it's the stories that at those do or die moments, you know, at, the, at, that, at that moment of truth, when you can decide to keep going after it or give up, this is what was going through my mind. And this is how I was able to break those things down and get over them. And this is what happened as a result. You know, I'm really just kind of breaking those things down, breaking those stories down and kind of bringing people, uh, I guess, a- along my career to a certain extent. It's, it does embody everything with basketball, mm-hmm. but I want everybody to be able to look at this and take something for themselves. Whether you're in the mailroom, whether you're a, a, a sous chef, whether you're a line chef, whether you're, you know, that first year rookie football player, or if you're a mm-hmm. red shirt volleyball player in the middle yep. of America, I want everybody to be able to take something from it and and aspire to be great, take it for themselves and then put it into action. Cool. And so what gave you a stand on a book? Like you said, you always wanted to find something to do. Like, like what, who gave you the idea though, to like, to even write a book? So you see a lot of athletes, you see a lot of people, you know, diving into that, but what, who gave you the motivation to, to really do it? Man, so one of the things, one of the exercises that I did was every morning, I, well, I, I had already been kind of like a writer. I had never okay. thought much about it. I just did it because I always do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of those things um, since I was a kid. Okay. And so I found myself writing every morning. I don't know if you've heard, it's this book called The Artist's Way. Nah. Okay, you, you know, if you ever get some free time, you know, check it out. The Artist's Way. The Artist's Way. And okay. so uh, J. Cole actually recommended that book to me. Really? So I went to go see him and I was already kind of in the practice of doing stuff. And and we had this conversation and he he recommended the book to me. So then, you know, fast forward a couple of weeks, I'm pretty much taking my son to school every morning, mm-hmm. you know, and I found myself just in my office trying to figure something out. So I would write. They have this thing called morning pages where, you know, it's a challenge for you to write 
three pages without thinking every day. And so I found mm. myself doing that every day and then it got tiring and it was hard, but I stuck with it. And I found myself, it's, it's, it's a trip when you see what you're writing, what you're thinking and you're putting it on paper and you're reading it as you're writing. I really found that I didn't like what was coming out. Mm. You know, it was, it was pretty negative. Things weren't really where I wanted it to be. Fresh out the game. You know, and then I found myself, uh, you know, just saying like, OK, let me put a different spin on this because I'm aware of what's going on. So mm -hmm. I just found myself, you know, writing and reflecting back on those bus rides back in the day, back. You know, mm -hmm. it, it took me pretty much to being a kid again on that concrete court back in Hutchins, Texas, trying to aspire to be something, you know. Wow. So that's what that's kind of the mode that it put me in. Then I started thinking. I start thinking about a bunch of stuff and just writing about it all. And then one day, because <laughs> everybody always says, oh, man, you should write a book because it happens right. sometimes. Yeah. But right. to actually have like a solid idea and to know the direction that I wanted to go, it was uh, it was a really, really good feeling. Wow. Well, yeah. shout out to J. Cole, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool hey, man, J. Cole, man. J. Cole. Speaking of J. Cole, what you, th what you, what you think of uh, his latest album? He just dropped. Oh, man. Man, cool. you know, it's, it's great, man. You know, hey, yeah. he's one of the one of the things that I've learned about, you know, an artist and their work mm -hmm. is like it's going to take a long time to really dissect it and break it down. Right. Immediately listen to it. Great. Phenomenal. But it's a bunch of stuff that went yeah. over my head. Yeah, I think it went man. over all our heads, right? You know what I mean? We're gonna cold, have to, man. Yeah, we're gonna have to, <laughs> we're gonna have to keep listening. It's very dense, you know what I mean? We're gonna yeah. have to listen to that over and over. You got <laughs> right, to. Right. You got to. You gotta have yeah, listening man. parties by yourself. So you don't have you anybody do. <laughs> taking your, your your ear attention away. You gotta just sit back and just when rappers like J. Cole, you gotta listen. <laughs> You got to listen because you might miss right. something that could be so influential to you or he could be talking to you or talking about something that you've been through. So no, no doubt about it. And that's these are the candid conversations I love having on All Things Covered, being <laughs> able to showcase a part of you that most people might not know. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? The writer. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, the producer. You know, I was just about there's to say a producer. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> yeah. that Chris Bosch is doing that many of you. Don't know because all you think about is the basketball. Granted, like he said, when he was playing basketball, that's all he wanted to do because he wanted to be elite. But Chris yeah. is doing a whole lot of different things and we will tap into some of the other outstanding achievements he's involved in a little later in the show. But let's transition to the basketball Chris Bosh, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Growing up in Texas, Dallas, you know, a, a Texas kid playing one year in Atlanta at Georgia Tech. What was the biggest culture shock moment for you getting drafted to Toronto playing for the Raptors? Man, just getting there in college, we can, we can, we're in a system, right? We're like in this controlled chaotic system, mm -hmm. you know, like you're living on your own, but you're really not, you know, the right. campus, mm -hmm. you're still being watched to a certain extent. One of the things I struggled with was just being in an NBA locker room. You know, I'm, I'm in there and Anthony Davis and, Jerome Williams and Vince Carter and Alvin Williams, those are the vets. You know, they're, you know, when you're when you're 19 years old, 28 is old. Right. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? So down. like, yeah, yeah, these guys are like 30-something years old with families. And those were one of the things that I struggled with right off the rip because mm -hmm. after practice, everybody goes home. Yeah. Right. You know, you mm -hmm. have to get in your work differently. Nobody's really there to tell you you know, to do something or you don't have that ingrained roommate to just be on stuck, top of you, yeah. you know what I mean? Just be yeah. stuck with her, that person to look out for you. You know, right. you, you yep. kind of get into a situation where you're just 
you're literally thrown in the fire, frying pan. And for me, I had never really seen a real winter. So, <laughs> and coming from Texas to Toronto, brother, boy, I thought, I thought, you know, and, and when you're that age, you think you know it all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I said, oh, yeah, I've seen snow before. And I remember I would just sit in my apartment and just watch the snowfall. Like, you got to be kidding me. There's no way we're playing tomorrow, <laughs> you know? No question. <laughs> Everything goes on. And, and, right. and, you know, it's a different way of life. And, mm-hmm. you know, really just like trying to work out a way to be social and figure out how to be a young player in the NBA. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds it sounds cool, which it is. But, man, it's, it's really tough when you're – you know, flying in after one game at home for back to back, and then you're flying into Indiana and you're getting in in Indiana at two thirty in the morning, and it's five below zero. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you can't really prepare for those times. So <laughs> that was really, really the culture shock for me. And on top of you know trying to function and being in a different country, like mm. it's a different country. You know, right. it's it's different. I'm meeting different people, different friends. It's it's kilometers per hour instead right. of miles. I don't even know how fast I'm going. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> That's crazy, man. It was just, you know, it was different. So how would you, uh, I got two part question for you, Chris. How, for, first one, how would you describe your time in Toronto? And two, how, were you excited to see those guys win the championship when that was 19, if I'm not mistaken? I was nineteen. Yeah, when I was nineteen, when I got there. Oh, you, the year? You know, the year they won the championship. Like, what? It was two years ago, right? That was two years ago. Nineteen, right? Was was that nineteen already, bro? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was nineteen. Oh man, that (laughs) don't seem like two years. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, I mean, when I yeah when I first got there, everybody was so nice to me. Everybody took me in with open arms, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just been a great organization. You know, the people are great. The fans are great. And I was very, very happy to see them win. I mean, you know, I know how hard it is to get to the finals. Just get there. I didn't talk about winning. I'm not talking about winning. Just getting there. You know, that's hard enough. Mm -hmm. But to actually to actually win one and and be successful. And, you know, I got to be um, in a position where I was covering the finals for some Canadian TV. So I I was at every game. I went to every game and um just to see like old friends and old acquaintances with the team running the team, you know, the trainers, the executives, the ball boys, the ball girls to see that excitement, you know, for the city to have that excitement and then to actually win. I mean, um, I'm so happy for him. It was, um, <laughs> it, it was great. A lot of people would have told you that was impossible back in the day, you know what I mean? Yeah. But to watch them get to that level um, as an organization has been great. Yeah. So is, is super fan the the Spike Lee of uh of the Toronto Raptors? <laughs> My man, not yeah, you know Nav. Do you know Nav? No, I don't. So he just went into the Hall of Fame. As I well, saw that. Actually, I saw that. He has an exhibition in the Hall of Fame. My man Nav. When I tell you this man went to every game, and I'm not talking about just recently. I'm talking about back before me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, and, and during the time I was playing, this mm-hmm. man was at every game like every <laughs> game man and you know just to see him and his family how much they've given to the raptors the city of toronto but to basketball mm-hmm. how much he loves basketball and like you know just being himself man this is right this is a this is a dude sitting courtside with a turban you know what i mean right. like with a yeah. jersey on a lot of people with a jersey. you know what i mean with a jersey like yep. and he made it cool like he made it something 
to follow. And I, right. you know, there's just something, something so great about that. You know, the, the fact that he stayed himself, he, he told a story how, you know, no, my mom, I told my mom, I was not going to take my turban off. I'm a, I'm a stick with it. I'm going to be, I'm going to do what I do. Mm-hmm. And, and just to see someone achieve greatness in their own way, doing it by being themselves. I mean, it's been great. Yeah. 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 So Chris, before you played in the NBA finals, you had an opportunity in 2008, I think it, I think it was to play an Olympic gold medal game versus Spain. Spain uh, yeah. What stands out to you about that moment and specifically Kobe Bryant's fourth quarter performance? What I remember specifically is being grateful that we had Kobe. (laughs) (laughs) We had been playing Spain very competitively over the years. I had two teammates on that team. Mm -hmm. Very, very good team. One of the best teams this world has ever seen on the international level, you know, but those guys could play basketball, man. And and they wanted to win and they were spirited. And I remember being in that game. And thinking like, man, this is close. You know, there's a lot of pressure on us to win because of the mm-hmm. disappointment in 04. Yep. Right. And, you know, to get in that single elimination, I felt like you guys for a minute. You know, you get in the playoffs. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's cool. But right. it's, it's yeah. a close game right now. Right. Like, those guys, <laughs> those guys yeah. could play. Man, it's yeah. only one game. So I remember feeling that pressure. But, you know, just being happy that we had Kobe Bean, man, if yeah. – um, you know, he's he's always been one of the ultimate competitors. And mm-hmm. to watch what he did, and I mean, he never, if he was nervous or excited or whatever, you couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he, he, he brought the same intensity every game and he pulls through every single time, you know, but just to be his teammate just for a little bit um, and share that greatness and just try to soak up a little bit as much as I can. Um, it, it was just a great, a, a great time. And I'm glad we had him, but, you know, very glad as well. We were able to rise to the, to the occasion and, and, and get a gold medal. Was he talking, was he talking trash? Cause you know, Kobe, I think he was fluid in Spanish and, and he had what, 13 points in the fourth yeah. quarter, us won 117 to 108. But when he was in that fourth quarter, basically in Mamba mode, was yeah. he, was he talking trash or was he just being a silent killer out there? Silent killer. Uh-huh. Silent killer, man. The Mamba. You don't know when the Mamba's coming. It's just shoot. That's it, bro. You know, it's, if if you're if Kobe is talking to you, right, it's probably too late. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah. Great yeah, point. Man, yeah. So um, obviously, uh, we know. You know, you you guys, you LeBron and Dwayne Wade teamed up in Miami. But what was your reaction? Is there any backstory? Did you have any? idea LeBron was going to uh, pick Miami and what yeah. was your reaction you if know? you didn't yeah what was your reactions when you saw King James announce his decision his destination on the TV special the decision did I know yeah but you really never know uh-huh. you know what I mean like you know you hope I hope that's a better <laughs> word I was hoping you know oh, because you. you never you know you never know i'm not you know talking to him every day at that point in time and uh-huh. i know how i was feeling in, in in my situations trying to make my decisions you know mm-hmm. no pun intended but yeah man i mean pretty much i was i was at mr chow <laughs> <laughs> i was at mr chow you know chilling we watched the decision and yeah it was it was good time not so much for people outside of miami right 
but From you Miami. know, I just remember, yeah. I mean, you know, come on, you guys have been to Miami. You know, yeah, yeah. you don't we, need we you don't need now. an excuse. There, yeah. there you go. <laughs> when, hey, hey, so boss, like, when y'all when when you and Bron signed, everything was inflated. Hotel oh, yeah. prices, <laughs> everything. Club prices, the table prices went up. I mean, the locals, you we were happy. Saying? I mean, the locals were happy. I was, I'm a Laker fan, so I, right. I can care less. But the locals were happy. But then it's like, hey, man, we come to the club, man, the table be this price now. Y'all gonna inflate the price? Right. <laughs> everything was inflated. Two thousand no before LeBron got this five. <laughs> Bro, that's a funny thing. If you're really from Miami, it's like, wait a minute, hey, hey, this is not supposed to be like this, man. Right. You know. But, you know, just kind of it, it kind of created this bubble. You know, we were in this bubble and, you know, in Miami, you know, South Florida, period. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. need much of an excuse to have a good time. Right. You know? So no question. You, you know, it, it was just a really good time. We kind of we kind of wrote checks for ourselves that we had to cash later. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, but mm-hmm. all in all, man, I look back on it as a great time. We were I guess it was more relief of saying, oh, OK, yeah, this this crazy idea that could possibly happen. All right, cool. It's happened now. Mm-hmm. We just had to eventually get to a point where we were like, all right, we got to play ball now and we got to right. figure this stuff out. And oh yeah, a lot of people didn't really like that stuff that we said, or, mm-hmm. right. you know, the org- or the organization <laughs> organizing this great, I guess, parade, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like people, yeah. people didn't like that one, but you know, it's, it's a part of the story and I love it. Yeah. And when you guys signed three great players, three future Hall of Famers came together for an organization that was, you know, trying to become relevant all over again. Pat Riley at the helm, Eric Spostra. Did you guys reach the expectations you set for yourself in four years? You made it to four finals, one, two, you Mm -hmm. lost two. When you look at the big three and how it played out, did you guys reach your expectations? Yes. We are the goal so. was to win as the, the goal was to win as many as possible, right? Would I have mm-hmm. loved to be mentioned with Kobe and Shaq and MJ and and Scotty and MJ and Scotty mm-hmm. for the three peat? <laughs> you know, that was that was the goal. I learned an appreciation of how hard it is to really do that stuff, how hard it is to win two in a row, let three, but just how hard the process is, man. I mean, yeah. just everybody had all the expectations. And one time, like, I remember someone asking me, I was doing some show and they asked me, do you think you guys underachieved? I said, well, you have to think about it. Like, what does that even mean? Are yeah. you saying that we do, do we fall short of what's only been done by two other teams in the history right. of the game mm-hmm. of right. the NBA? Yeah. OK, sure. We got back to back. We went to four finals in a row. Not many teams did four finals in a row. I'm right. more of a winning guy back to back. There was only a handful of teams and there has only been a handful of teams. So, right. you know, I would have liked to uh, see us stick together longer. Of course, I think yeah. Errol will we'll always be playing those what if games like, man, what mm-hmm. if they would have stayed together like two that, or three That was going to be my next question. You know? If you guys, let's say you talked about Scotty and Jordan. Yeah. They played together a long time. Let's say you guys were able to play another four years together, another six years. Mm, realistically speaking, realistically <laughs> speaking, if you guys stayed together in Miami, you healthy, you don't have the injury. You know what I mean? Wade yeah. is there. You got Wade County and you got King James. If you guys stayed together in Miami another four or five, six years, hypothetically speaking, how many championships you think? I think we could have got one. 
One more for sure. Mm-hmm. I always have fun playing this because I still, you know, in, in the simulations I run in my head, mm-hmm. KD still goes to Golden State. Right. Ah, and they were pretty okay. Good. So, so you're, you're, you're you know answering I mean? this question based on what actually happened, happened with right. the rest of the NBA, yeah. right? Gotcha, and now, yeah, yeah. And, and, so, and you, and yeah. you gotta think about this too, Mac. Like, in this, in this day and age versus Jordan day and age, it was all it was well documented. Guys weren't getting paid like that, and you got three superstars <laughs> in this day and age, yeah, not happening, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, like, you know, I think you know, they still would have put that team together. But, you know, I, I still do think we could have competed, maybe win one more, maybe, right. but, you know, and, and maybe compete for one or okay. two more. You know, I we were think. getting a little older, you know, but I think it would have been possible. I mean, yeah, if speak- you match up with that Warriors team with KD, Curry, That's probably a four straight champion. Well, yeah, Ooh. that would have been LeBron, because uh, they played LeBron in what, three times, right, in a row? I think Cleveland? so. Yeah, and that Cleveland team that Bron played the Warriors against clearly was not as good no, as the nah, team. Nah, nah, nah. Just you three alone. I mean, you got Bosh, yeah. Wade, you know, you got yourself, Wade and Bron, and then you yeah. make some additions. You know, yeah. you had, don't forget about Ray Allen. Now, Ray was yeah. older, you know what yeah. I mean? So he probably wouldn't have been there, but you yeah. guys didn't have they had an older team, though. Yeah, you, I mean, you got they, they only had they only had the, the big three. Everybody else was, you know. But Pat P, they didn't have yeah. the issue making additions down there in South. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. No, that was that it. was the goal, right? That yeah, was yeah, the goal. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say, okay, I think we could have got one. Right. Maybe even two. We would have competed, but like I right. say, they they still. I think KD was still gonna make his decision to go out west and. Right. You know, we all knows what happens when he got out there. Right. And speaking of KD, you know, you guys played against that young Thunder team in 2012 that featured KD, Russ and Harden. Yeah. Did you think it was almost a lock that those guys would want at least one championship together? You you know, I guess in those moments, you never really think about it because you want them all. You know, I want my Mm -hmm. team to win them all. So Mm -hmm. if we're playing these guys, I have confidence in our team. But and, and and I think, you know, kind of the more we get removed, it's like, wow, I can't believe that they weren't able to hold that together, you know. Mm-hmm. But either way, I, you know, yeah, you, I saw them getting there. I mean, and even after Harden was traded, mm-hmm. you know, KD made his decision to go to, to go to Golden State. I still thought like, well, wherever KD goes, that'll pretty much be the favorite that year. Yeah. Right. You know, so with his decision to go out there you know, that kind of made that decision a little easier. But I mean, you know, those case, those OKC teams were great teams. Their fans were a great fan base. Mm -hmm. And man, they were tough to, they were tough to play, man. I mean, you know, I think they're pretty much that the speed of that final series and the youth of that team, I think that's pretty much definitely uh, had a huge influence on the, on the type of basketball play today. Last question for you, Bosch, before we go to the superlative part of the show. Your former teammate, LeBron James, playing with the Lakers, won a championship last year. You know, he's trying to chase another championship. Before his career ends, how many championships do you believe he will have? He currently has, what, four? We had Shaquille O'Neal on the show. Yeah, we had Shaquille O'Neal on the show a few months ago, and Shaq said if he gets six, he believes he he should be the GOAT if he gets six. So right now, I don't foresee, we don't foresee LeBron stepping away anytime soon. He currently yeah. has four. How many more championships do you see for LeBron? Oh boy, it's tough out there, man. Yeah. It is tough. One more. 
One more. Not to say that he won't win more. Right. Are you saying at least one right. more? Right. At, at least, least one, more. one more, compete for one more. Just like I say, just get there. That's hard enough. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, he will be able, I think they can put another team together, if not this year, in the next two years to compete uh, for a championship. So maybe one more. Mm-hmm. Two is hard, a stretch, but you can never count guys out. Um, no doubt. You never, you never know LeBron and what he's thinking. He's just, he's, He's thinking, you know, he's thinking winning, you know, right. so you you can never, never, ever, ever count that out when with dealing with him. But I'm excited to see, you know, I just love someone to see someone trying to aspire to do some something very difficult. Yeah. And, you know, he's made a living off his career in trying to do that so much to the fact where people think it's easy. Right. You know, so that's um. That's where I think he's at. I think if uh, he can compete for one or two more, boy, that'll be something else. Yeah. Well, I'm okay. I know Pat P. Okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with it because we're we're Laker fans, so <laughs> you can get us yeah. one more. <laughs> Job well done. <laughs> Job yeah. well done. Yeah, yeah, there you go, man. Hey, so Chris, we know you you've handled pressure well throughout your life, especially in the court. So we're gonna hit you with some rapid fire questions. We want your unbiased, honest answer. Pat P. You got the first one. Ah, the most, let me see. I'm gonna go with this one. Your best night you had and live. <laughs> <laughs> when we won the championship the first time. Okay. It's crazy. I bet it was. <laughs> how, how much y'all spent on, that, on, on, on bottles? You remember? Man, spent man you know, oh, yeah, I, that's just what I was about to tell you. I, man, I, I came and left, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You showed face and got a bottle. If they would have showed me a bill, I would have folded it neatly and stuffed it in the couch and got out of there, man. <laughs> who, who else was there? Who who else was partying with you guys outside of the team? Do you have any had uh, have any celebrities there with you guys that night? You remember? Man, I can't remember. It was such a blur that particular night. I can't remember. I just remember. Yeah, I just remember going and it just being, you know, the best night ever. And it's yeah. Then it's over, you know, it's so quick. <laughs> and, 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 you know, by the time I got there, it's already three, four in the morning, which pretty yeah. much is like, oh, yeah, right. the it's party just is just, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but like, yeah, I can't remember who was there, but I remember. Hey, that means yeah. you had a great night. We yeah, had a great night, man. Night. <laughs> we, we went there, all, us and the family, we went there as soon as, well, not as soon as the game was over, but, you know, the game was yeah. over. A couple hours later, we shot over there and just, you know, celebrated the right way. No doubt. Yeah. As champions should. Yeah, I got a good, I got a good one for you. Good one. <laughs> Raptors, Mount Rushmore. Mm, I'm not gonna yes, put myself sir. on there. I'm not gonna put myself on there. Okay. Who you got? Vince, Vince Carter is easy. No question. Um, you know, gotta put Kawhi mm. up there. Uh, only you know, one year. Only one year, but boy, uh, uh, what yeah. a great year. Finals you know MVP brought a championship. Yeah. Vintage year, you know, when you pop the cork on that year, it's like, yeah, yeah. that's a vintage year. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> no doubt. Um, De- DeMar DeRozan. Mm, good okay. one. I don't, I don't think he gets his just due. Yeah. As, uh, as, as a, um, as a player and what he did for that franchise. Uh huh. Okay. Um, last one. Man, last one you got to put Kyle Lowry up there, I believe. Okay, Ooh. you know, and that's and that's, that's with good, all yeah. due respect from, from the other guys because there's other guys like Alvin Williams, Muggsy Bowes, Dale Curry mm-hmm. that you know were playing before him. But you know, when when Toronto started getting to that peak, and I think he's like got every every point guard record in no the question. books now. He's been there right. for a while, right? I yeah. mean, 
just the work that he's put in for that franchise, for that organization, and you know, for himself and for the league. I mean, it's been it's been uh, it's been great to watch. I love okay. it. I think I think that would be the consensus when you look at the yeah. best, the yeah, top four so. players. I, I think so. Team like I say, this is not years. me. Yeah, yeah right. and you know that we didn't get to see. We didn't get to see. You know. It yeah. was still a hope and a dream with T Mac. People could mm. see it. Then when he got to right. Houston, oh no, when he got to Orlando, Orlando. yeah, Woo. yeah, when <laughs> he went was some yeah. other stuff right there. Yeah, then, it, then, it became, then it became, then it became what if? But yeah, he was, yeah, he okay. was, um, he didn't have enough enough runway, you know, to get on that. I got gotcha. you. So now we 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 said that you was a producer early mm. on in our show. Mm-hmm. What what would be your dream hip hop concert lineup? And you only got five. Five musicians to perform dream hip hop concert. Like, yeah, I like this one. Ooh, I mean, just five people. <laughs> yeah, five, you got five, 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 five artists. Five, yeah, five artists to perform. That's tough, man. I mean, I, well, I guess it's not that tough. Um, you know, gotta have, gotta have Kanye in his prime. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> of course, Jay Z. Okay. You know, gonna give all the classics. I'm gonna go with Drake because he's got like a million number one hits. Yeah, right. man, I just top it off with my generation: J. Cole and 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 Kendrick Lamar. Man, oh, that's oh, cool. Oh, yeah, thank that's you. selling out. Yeah, oh, <laughs> minutes, yeah. seconds. Right. You know what I mean? And that's I've gotten to up. see them all live. You know, I'm like right. I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a roadie when it comes to shows. I know things are different now, but right. my wife and I we would we would go to shows like oh yeah like nah bro I'm the dude that's driving in and you gonna be like yo boss what up bro you know what I mean right yeah. <laughs> I, I I was that guy you know so uh, that's I, cool I've got to see them all you know perform and yeah that's I would awesome. definitely pick those guys who's your favorite Texas rapper Bun of B. all time oh Bun B, Bun B. yeah yeah. That UGK, Bundy, I'm man, a big time UGK yeah, fan. UGK, so yeah, for man, sure. Man, and the best part about it is that it, he went from you know just something I was listening to my big cousins when I wasn't supposed to be listening to music with cursing in it. Yeah, you know <laughs> I would listen to his stuff, and then like then I find that I'm in the league and he's still going. You know, right. just the longevity that he had of coming, you know, with work consistently year after year. I don't think enough people talk about it. Nah, no doubt, mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah, man. man. Hey, well, Chris, man, we appreciate you joining no, us here. All things covered. Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden. <laughs> I mean, basketball player, outstanding <laughs> parent, entrepreneur, <laughs> author, and hip hop producer. <laughs> I mean, hip-hop what's producer. next? Hip hop producer. What, 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 yeah. What's next on the agenda? You're, you're mastering so many different things, but what you got next coming up? Man, that's a good question, man. I'm just I'm just in the weeds studying, just, you know, promoting this book and, mm-hmm. and hopefully trying to get it in as many hands as possible. And then really just being in a moment, man, enjoying these kids and really just trying to continue to to like and love things that I'm doing. You know, that's my number one goal. And I think if I do that and I think if everybody else does that, too, you know, good things will happen. So no doubt. You know, I'm very awesome, confident. Man. I'm hopeful, man. We wish well, you nothing but the best in that, Chris. Yes, sir. Thanks, yes, sir. Man. For all thank our you. listeners and our viewers, man, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Go out and support Chris Bosch. All the Heat fans definitely need to go out and get this book. The Raptor <laughs> fans, <laughs> NBA fans, Georgia Tech fans, Dallas, <laughs> the state of Texas. Everybody go out and Stand sh- up. support Stand up. letters to a young <laughs> athlete. If you're a young athlete, you don't have the funds, go tell your guardian, mom, dad, <laughs> 
you know, grandmas are good for getting gifts. If you oh, tell yeah. your grandma she to go get a book, she definitely going to get books. Especially books. Oh, no yeah. books, and, <laughs> book, book sweaters and collar shirts. Man, <laughs> yes, come man. Yeah, don't grandmas definitely going to go get it. Yes, but thank you for joining us. Anytime you're welcome. Come join us anytime, Chris, and let, uh, let us know where you get that, that nice coat from. I know it's I know it got your name oh, inside. Yeah, when I'm you gonna let you know. know. I'm gonna let know, you know. know, you know maybe not this one, but you know a couple. A couple. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us, man. Definitely, man. Pleasure is all ours, man. Thank you for joining us. All things, Thanks for having Chris me, Bosch. Man, sir. I appreciate you guys, sir. Right, Chris. Thanks again to Chris Bosch and thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of All Things Covered. If you like what you hear, make sure to follow and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back soon where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace.